From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we discuss how forgiveness is the key to unlocking the joy you desire as you experience real growth and connection with your spouse. And there's an anonymous quote that says, don't let your past limit your future. And that really comes into play when we're talking about the idea of forgiveness. And, and that's what we're going to be wrapping this whole show around today. But, you know, we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by HelloFresh. And HelloFresh really takes meal preparation to a to, it just goes to another level, and we can't wait to share more about them later in the show. And this hug, we don't get many of these, but we love having them. This comes from a voicemail that we recently received, and you're going to appreciate everything that she has to say. I wanted to let you know that my husband and I just recently did the seven-day challenge. We actually did seven out of nine days. And last Thursday, the 20th of September, we celebrated our 16th anniversary. We have been through everything, um, infidelity, blended marriage, kids leaving the house, it didn't work out well, all kinds of really horrible things um, I could write a book on. But I got in touch with your podcast about three months ago and have listened to every single episode and am now on it through for the second time. Wow. Um, I love to learn everything I can to make myself a better wife and to help our marriage continue to grow. The last six years have been amazing, and the sky's the limit for us. So I do want you guys to know that um, everything's appreciated. Thank mm. you. Mm. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to call in and to share. I mean, there's a we did it. There's a marriage that has been going through all kinds of ups and downs and really been on a journey and how amazing. I just have to say being behind the mics to know that you have listened to every show and are going back for the second time. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this is episode 448. Yeah, that is a ton of shows to listen to in three months. So we're so happy to have you as a, as part of the one family. And you know what she talks about in there really kind of became the catalyst in some part for this show because, mm -hmm. you know, she talks about all of these different life experiences that the two of them have, that the two of them have experienced in their marriage. And about a year ago, I started on this journey of self-discovery. You know, what you hear behind the mics, and we get this so often, well, you know, Tony and Elisa, your marriage sounds amazing. You know, mm -hmm. I can't ever have a marriage like you do. And, and it, it, you know, there's this just like, well, that's, that's you guys. That's not, that's not something for our marriage. And the truth of the matter is, is that what you hear behind these microphones uh, isn't always perfect. Mm -mm. And, and there's been a lot of pain in the last 22 years to get to this place where we can even share our story. Yeah, because 22 years is coming up this Saturday. Uh, I think it's Friday. It'll be Friday, not Saturday. Oh, Friday. Okay. <laughs> we got married on the 5th, not the 6th. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so it is 22 years on Friday. On Friday. Uh, but, you know, as I was going through this, this place last year, it really became obvious to me that I was dealing, I was still dealing with a lot of bitterness 
and unforgiveness and, and, and resentment and all of these different things. And, and you know, what we came, what happened all those years ago when we started the one extraordinary marriage show is that we realized that marriage is a living organism, right? It's something that mm-hmm. keeps growing. And yet these emotions that we hold on to, oftentimes they keep us from growing. They keep us from experiencing that joy in our relationship. And, and as I was kind of confronted with all these feelings about a year ago, I realized that, that I was definitely harboring a lot of unforgiveness and not just towards Tony, because it's easy for us to think, well, of course, you know, there are issues with my spouse, but unforgiveness towards myself, unforgiveness towards other people. And, and I started digging into, you know, what is, what is this idea of forgiveness? And and I just want to say in the same vein, I don't think I was going down that road as much as Elisa has, but in the same journey as -hmm. anybody looking at unforgiveness, where is it holding me back Mm -hmm. as well? And where do I need to release that so I can have the marriage I desire and the connection I want with my beautiful wife? And this show is going to look a little bit different because, you know, a lot of times we're, we're kind of bringing you a lot of meat on the front side of the show. And then we, and then we get into the action steps and we really, because this is an area where this actually came out of the one conference, because somebody Mm -hmm. said, you guys talk about forgiveness, but what, what are those action steps? So we're going to talk about some of the meat, some of the journey that we've been on, but we really want to be able to camp on what are those action steps? Because it's not simply just saying, I forgive you. I wish it was that easy. I wish that that was all there was to the process because then we could all be forgiving each other and, and just move on. But there's a lot more to it than that. And so, so if the show feels a little different, mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know that's kind of why because we want to make sure that you're equipped. And, and, you know, getting into this place of, you know, what is forgiveness and, and why does it matter and how does it impact my marriage and, and how do you actually get to the point where you can forgive? Yeah. Right. Because, you know, we want it to just be this quick little, you know, the staples easy button is the thing that always you know comes to mind when we're talking about this big stuff in marriage. Right. We just want to be able to push the button and be like, I'm done. All better. It's all over. It's over. And yet, you know, we're stuck in these repetitive cycles and, and it all goes back to not being able to work out this one key area of our marriage, not being able to work out this one key area of our lives. And that's this area of forgiveness. And I even want to say, you know, touching on last week's show, you know, when we were talking about intimacy and and making intimacy a priority, there could also be unforgiveness that you're harboring from prior to you even got married. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked about there when it came to sexual abuse or, or misconduct there, but this is unforgiveness that you may still be harboring even prior to you got Mm -hmm. married or against somebody outside of the sphere of the marital relationship. Absolutely. Because uh, unforgiveness, you know, being in a place where you've been hurt or disappointed or had, you know, things done to you or said to you or, or any of that, that can happen at any point in time in your life, mm-hmm. right? This is not just something exclusive to marriage. And the dynamic still becomes a weight literally on you, right? And that weight keeps you and your life from being all that it was designed to be. It becomes this, this ceiling that you can't break through and you're wondering you're like, why do we keep having the same arguments? Why do we, why does it feel like we're in this cycle and we're doing yes. the same dance again? And, yep. and I can tell you, I get it because you know, there were some key areas as we've been preparing for the show, as I've been speaking on forgiveness a lot this year where that has really come up where I was holding on to stuff. Right. And, and, and I was holding on to unforgiveness towards myself 
And that really came through, um, a lot of you know our story. Uh, our second son, Andrew, was born at 18 weeks um, over a decade ago. And the doctors didn't know why, right? He never took a breath. They, they, there was no explanation. It was just, you know, spontaneous miscarriage was what I was labeled. And coming out of the hospital that day, even being in the hospital that night, and, and for years after, there was just this niggling little thought in the back of my head that says you could have done something. Mm-hmm. That this, is, this was your fault. Nobody told me that. There was just that thought in the back of my head that I should have been able to protect my child. I should have been able to do more. I should have kept him alive. I should have, you know, whatever. And, and so I was really in this place of I didn't do enough. And, and the unforgiveness that I carried towards myself Mm-hmm. that I honestly thought that I had broken free of about eight years after Andrew had died. So that would have mm-hmm. put us in 2012. Right. And it wasn't until about six weeks ago when I spoke at a marriage conference on this very topic. So that would have been another six years that I realized that holding on to that unforgiveness that I had in my heart had actually put a ceiling on our marriage. Talk about a long time to get to a revelation. But it's not just the unforgiveness that we harbor towards ourselves. It's the unforgiveness that we harbor towards other people. And this isn't just something that, that wives carry, right? It's not just a woman thing where, you know, women are bitter and, and resentful. It happens for men too, mm-hmm. right? There are situations where men have unforgiveness in their heart. Yeah. And for me, the biggest one that I can recall for, for myself and within my marriage with Elisa was the rejection that I faced for most likely the first 11 years. I mean, once we started the 60 days of sex challenge, don't get me wrong. It it wasn't like it, it never came back up, but it was those first 11 years of being rejected sexually, um, even emotionally at times. And so that unforgiveness I held on to for a long, long time. And it really, you know, took me out of my game Mm -hmm. of being the husband and the man I desired to be Mm -hmm. and in the marriage I wanted to be in. And, you know, this looks like a lot of different things for folks. I mean, sometimes when you're harboring that unforgiveness, when you have that resentment or bitterness, sometimes the mere mention of the other person, you get that, that huffy face where you're like, them. Oh, and we just had, gosh, in the last year, when you say that we, 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 and I say we, Mm -hmm. Elise and I both, we, we were holding on to some unforgiveness against some folks that we know, and we had to look together at why we were why we were holding on to this, and when their names would come up, we would do exactly that. Yeah, so so you have that like literally that visceral reaction to hearing a name, or you try and avoid, or there's just this anger that seems to come out of nowhere, and you're just like, ugh, you know. And maybe it's something that your spouse does, and, and it just wells up inside of you, and and or you feel justified in your offense. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you know you're holding on to stuff when you're like, well, I feel justified, right? Like this was done to me. And, and you almost get up on this, put yourself up on this pedestal of, well, you know what? This is, I'm just, I can hold on to this. I'm entitled. And then the fact of the matter is, is that you were not entitled to hold, like your DNA is not such that you should be holding on to bitterness, that you should be holding on to you know, this judgment against another person. Because let me tell you something. It's doing zero for you and it's doing zero for your marriage. Mm -hmm. And most likely that person that you're holding that unforgiveness against, they don't even know. That's the craziest part when I sometimes think about this is like, unless you shared it with them and they actually know what's happening, most likely they don't even know you have 
this bitterness, this resentment towards them. Oh, you get really masterful at hiding it, right? I mean, there, there have been people that I have held onto, like even, even towards Tony, right? There were times when I would be so irritated and so just bitter and cranky and I'd be like, we're all good. We're good. Or I'd see people that I felt offended by and, and I was holding on to this and I'd be like, you know, all smiles and roses. And the fact of the matter is that being focused on the past and replaying all of those hurts, all of those disappointments does nothing to move you into your future. It just keeps you looking in the rearview mirror and you can't go forward. You can't grow if you're looking in the rearview mirror, guys, you can't. And, and I know that there are a lot of you thinking, okay, you know, Tony and Lisa, that's great. Uh, I'm glad that you guys have figured out how to like do this wonderful forgiveness thing, but you don't know about what's happened in my marriage. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know that there have been these really big, really damaging things that have happened. And, and I can't do this, right? I, I know there are some of you saying this right now. And, and I'm going to say, you know what? Hold on. Just just take a breath mm-hmm. because sometimes some of you have even stopped breathing, right? You just, you're just surviving. And, and I want to, I want to share a little bit about this week's sponsor. And then I want to get into, I want to get into the practical action steps of how you move into this place of forgiveness. And, you know, it's like I said at the beginning of the show, HelloFresh is this week's sponsor. And one of the great things about them is that they give you the space to be able to breathe right? They give you the space to just mm-hmm. get a meal on the table so that your body is nourished so that you feel, you feel that sense of like, okay, I can at least do this. Mm-hmm. And they make it so easy because everything is, you know, pre-measured, pre-bagged. It's all step-by-step instructions. And, and it, it comes in these meal kits, which I love because then somebody just opens a refrigerator and says, Hey mom, this is what I want to have tonight right? This, and trust me, the kids love knowing that they don't have to ask the question, what's for dinner? Yeah. Right. Tony loves not having to ask the question. Of hey, and I love making these too. They're quick. They're easy. It takes around 30 minutes. I mean, for Elisa and I to just get there, sometimes she's coming off a coaching call. I'm getting dinner ready or it's already in the oven. It's baking. It's doing what it has to do. And honestly, with all the different choices between classic veggie and family, I mean, what's not to enjoy. Right. And it's so easy because you get to pick your delivery day and then it just shows up on your doorstep and just makes life easy. So to get a total of $60 off, which is really $20 off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com slash OEM 60 and enter promo code OEM 60. Again, that's to get a total of $60 off. So 20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com OEM60 and enter promo code OEM60. Now, like I've said throughout this show, we all want forgiveness to be this super easy, you know, quick button, hit it and go process. It's what we want. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is that your life is a journey. You didn't go from, you know, newborn to where you are now as an adult with the push of an easy button. It's been a process all this time. And, and the same thing happens with this process of forgiveness. And like we said at the top of the show, it's a nine-step process. And don't get freaked out at the idea of nine steps. You know what? I think we got to break through something first before we go through those nine steps. I really feel this right now is that a lot of times you're just listening to hearing Elisa and I speak. Mm. And really to break through and have breakthrough when it comes to forgiveness, we got to have a disruption. We got to have a disruption. And so I want you to repeat after me right now, no matter where you are, say, I choose. I choose. 
forgiveness. Forgiveness. I choose to release. I choose to release. That person. That person. That is holding me back. That is holding me back. From having the life I desire. From having the life I desire. I choose. I choose. To forgive my spouse. To forgive my spouse. And I choose. And I choose. To have an extraordinary marriage. To have an extraordinary marriage. Let that reside. Let that just settle with you guys. Because really right now, what we're going to go over is going to take some work on your part. And I believe by saying that, you are at least opening up and allowing God to enter in and start doing his work. Because I'm going to tell you, this isn't going to be done all on your own. You're not going to just be able to go through these nine steps and it's going to be all about you. Because we can try to control a lot in our lives. And I have tried, excuse me, I have tried on my own. And I have failed miserably. And yet when I have allowed the healing power of Jesus to come into my heart and into my soul, that's when I succeed. And that's when these nine steps start to work because I allow Jesus to do his part and I can do my part. Mm. That was powerful. That was incredibly powerful. And I hope that you each and every one of you took that opportunity just to start declaring those words because the first the first step is actually you know asking yourself do i believe that forgiveness is possible right some of you haven't ever stepped into forgiveness cuz you don't think it's possible right it sounds like a nice word and you may have read a number of books on it you may have seen a number of instagram you know posts on it you may have seen some of ours i'm not saying that we don't put this stuff up there but do you really, truly believe that forgiveness is possible? That's a question only you can answer. And in all honesty, you can't go through to steps two through nine until you start there. And for some of you, this may be the hurdle. This may be where you got to camp right now. Do I believe it? And, and, you know, it's one of those things that it's such a big concept. But here's the deal, guys. You can't give something that you haven't received. You can't give something that you don't believe in, right? If you don't believe that forgiveness is possible, there's no way that you can give it to anyone else. So if that's where you need to camp, be working through that, right? Search out, you know, go to the Bible and search out where Jesus has talked about forgiveness. Get into this place where you say, okay, you know what, God, show me what forgiveness looks like. Show me that it is possible. The second step is that you have to decide to forgive. It's a decision. And I love, you know, as I was researching this, you know, and, I, and I've heard it in coaching calls and things like that, where, where one spouse will say, you know, about the other, my spouse is telling me I have to forgive them. They're, they're demanding that I forgive them. And the reality is nobody can demand it of you. It can't be commanded of you. It can't be insisted upon. It, it can't be forced. The, the decision to forgive is a choice that you make with yourself. Because if somebody demands it of you and you go through the motions, that's all you're doing. The decision to forgive is a decision of the heart. It's not a decision of the head, mm-hmm. right? The head's like, yeah or no, and you know, I forgive you and yada, yada, yada. The heart says, I release you. And that's why it has to be a choice because it, it, there's so much more wrapped up in it. Step number three, and this is a big one. Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to forgive? 
And, and it was interesting because, you know, as I was looking at a number of different sites and, and gathering information for this show, I came across this, this idea that I'm about to share with you. And I've done it with my coaching clients, uh, but not to this level of depth. And I'm like, oh, okay, this just opened up a whole new thing for my coaching clients. Because this one author actually said to, to make a list of everyone everyone. And I was like, Ooh, that could be a really long list for some people. And for some of you, it will be for some of you, it'll be a short list. Who, who has hurt you? Who has you know, inflicted pain on you? Who has disappointed you? Who has said things about you? Who mm-hmm. make a list. And, and it's okay if your name is on that list. Cause it had to be on my list. I had to forgive myself. And it was interesting when you bring that up, when we were at the, uh, the marriage retreat and you were speaking, a number of folks came up to me and you afterwards and and just sharing how your story of having to forgive yourself was what they needed as well. Mm -hmm. They needed to hear that, that there was, that there was this part of something in their lives that happened and they'd forgiven everybody else. And yet they hadn't forgiven themselves. Mm -hmm. And as you make that list, uh, you know, take that list one step further, make a list in order of the pain. So the person that hurts you the most goes at the top of the list and, and, you know, it's kind of like an order of offense, Mm. right? Because you're going to start at the bottom of the list, right? We're not starting knocking off like the biggest, you know, the, the big one in neon letters at the top of the list. You're actually going to start developing these skills with the smaller offenses. Why? Because you got to develop the skills and you got to develop the strength to be able to tackle the bigger things. Mm. I like that. I really like that because it's almost like working out. If I want to, if I want to, like, if my goal was to bench press like 250 pounds or whatever, I don't know. What is Alex bench now? 250, uh, 260. Over 300, okay. I don't think he's that high yet. I, Maybe squatting. But anyways, if I wanted to bench 250 pounds, I wouldn't just get up on, get up on the bench press and just hit 250. I would start at where I am now, maybe at a hundred pounds, 125, whatever it is. And I'm going to build up that strength Mm -hmm. to get to that point to going after my goal And, in in that way, tackling the biggest offense, the biggest unforgiveness. I love that analogy too, because how do you get to those heavier weights? It's all about repetitions. Mm-hmm. It's all about doing the same thing over and over again to develop the strength to tackle the bigger, the bigger issues. And that's the same thing with forgiveness. And as you've got that list and you're talking, you know, you're looking at that list and you're like, okay, here's the person at the bottom of the list. And this is where I'm going to start. Then you actually have to get in touch with your emotions. You have to expose them. So often we've become so conditioned as a society, you guys, we've become so conditioned that we just stuff our emotions. We put on the mask, we put on the smiley face, we tell everybody we're fine. Actually, I had a client tell me she was fine the other day and I'm like, look, woman to woman, you use the word fine, I'm going to dig into that because mm-hmm. fine does not mean you're fine. Fine just means you're trying to get me to shut up. You, you've got to get in touch with your emotions. And for some of you, this may mean sitting down and writing a letter to that person to, to say everything that you've wanted to say. Some of you may go on a hike and just scream it from the mountaintops in Colorado. Some of you may go sit at the beach and just like, like let it go out into the waves. Just as a side note, if you do write it down, you are going to destroy that letter. It's not getting sent. This is between you and yourself. So destroy it. Just don't put it down at disposal. I had somebody do that once it clogs up the disposal, just as a side note, but you're going to expose You have to, in order to heal, you have to feel. We don't ever heal for something that we haven't been allowed to feel. And for me, I, I see this one as when we expose our emotions, 
again, it goes back to that time when my dad passed and a good friend of mine said, it's just like any other trauma that we face. If, if you had a broken arm and your, your bone is showing, we're going to get you to ER. You're going to scream. You're going you're, you're gonna to cry. The, the pain that you feel, you got to let it out. You got to let these emotions out. It, it, harboring them and holding them down isn't going to do you any good. Now, like Elisa said, it may be, it doesn't mean you're doing it in front of your spouse. You may not be doing it in front of your spouse. You may be on a hike. You may be at the beach. You may be at the lake. You may be at the creek. You may be at uh, on a mountaintop. You may just be at the corner park. Mm-hmm. That's where you're able to release this, but you have to let it go. Mm-hmm. And then next you have to look at what's the cost of those emotions right? Everything has a price and holding those emotions inside has cost you something. Mm -hmm. It it cost me connection with Tony. It cost me intimacy with Tony. It cost me the ability to, to accelerate our marriage, right? Everything comes with a cost. Is the cost high enough? Is the price high enough right now that you want to take the next step? And that's, you know, do you want to forgive this person? Right? Because it's one thing to make the decision to forgive on the front end, but do you want to forgive this person? That's a, that's the second part of this decision, right? Do you, has that cost been big enough that now that you're ready to lay that down? And if you're not, then you're going to go back up to probably number two again Mm -hmm. and decide to forgive. Or even go back to number one. Do you believe forgiveness is possible? Right. Or even you may have to go from there and go, do you want to forgive this person? And if you're like, forgiveness isn't even possible, then yeah, we need to go right back up to number one and go and go right back down through this list again. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I say this is a journey. Mm-hmm. right? It, you're you're going to keep repeating the steps it, because you make the decision to forgive and then you need to start actually seeing that this other person is a human being just like you. What has gone on in their life, right? Who are they? Because the adage that hurt people hurt people is true. We often operate out of this place of pain. So what has been their pain? Can you see them as a human being just like you? Can you, can you realize that and I tell this to my coaching clients all the time, your spouse is operating out of a place of pain and we have to figure out where their healing needs to come from in order to mm-hmm. interrupt that cycle of pain. And, and as you start to see them as, as human, what has gone on in their life, then the next thing that you have to ask yourself, so step eight is, what standard have I held them to? And this, is, this one is gonna just, it's gonna get under your skin a little bit because the fact of the matter is, is that when somebody has hurt us, we typically start holding them to a higher standard than what we hold ourselves to. And we say things, well, they should have known, or I can't believe that someone would do this or some variation of that. Of that. And the truth is, is that if you looked at your life, there are probably times when somebody could have said that about you and you'd like to be forgiven for those things. So, so keep that in mind that the standard that you hold them to can't be any higher than the standard you hold yourself to, right? We're all human. Let me, let me just burst a few bubbles here. Every single one of you listening to this show is a human being. Every single one of you listening to this show has made mistakes and has hurt people and has made decisions that you wish you had never made. I will raise my hand and be the first person to say, I have done that and more in my life. And yet there have been times in my marriage when Tony has done something to me and I'm like, I can't believe you. And I don't ever like stop in front of the mirror and say, but what about you, Elisa? And some of you need to say, 
what is that standard? Because it's only when we can bring our standard down to match what we, what the same standard that we hold ourselves to, can we start to move into that process? And then the final step, when you, when you actually start to see them as a human being, when you've made the decision to forgive them, when you, you know, are looking at that standard that you've held them to, is to actively seek. And you may have to say these words out loud, right? It's, it's how Tony started all of these action steps. But you actually have to seek for your heart to be softened. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's declaring. Can I tell you how much power there is in the spoken word? There's a reason we have 444 eight episodes Mm -hmm. because we've been speaking life into marriages for the last eight and a half years and the power of the spoken word carries. And that's why in this, this last step where you talk, where we talk about you softening your heart, there are declarations that you have to make over your life. And yes, you do have to speak them out loud. And it goes back to the fact that when your mouth processes what your brain knows, your ears actually get to hear it. Mm. And that's, that's vital. And it's, it's life transforming. Yeah. Your ears need to actually hear what your brain thinks. Because so often we get in this place where we're like, well, I'm just, I'm like, just going to repeat it in my head. People think I'm crazy if I'm talking out loud. You're not crazy. You're just speaking life into yourself. Mm-hmm. Do, do it, do it with the, when you're in a car with the windows up. People just think you're singing. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Do it in your shower. Do it when nobody's in the house. But start getting into this place where you say, I release this anger. I release this bitterness. I release this pain. I choose not to let this person, this event, this circumstance have power over me. I forgive. And then, yeah, fill in whoever you need to fill in. I release this person of fill in the blank. And you may have to, like I've done many, many times, you have to repeat it over and over again. I wish it was a one and done guys, but I can't tell you, you know, Tony had mentioned the fact that there was a couple that we were holding a lot of bitterness and resentment to and And unforgiveness. And I Mm -hmm. can't tell you how many times I had to actually say their names out loud and say, I release them. I'm not going to let this set of circumstances have power over me. I'm not going to roll my eyes or huff and puff every time that their name is mentioned. I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore because the ceiling on my marriage, what's preventing me from growing with Tony, what, you know, all of the situations we've had between the two of us, if I kept holding on, we would not be here. Mm-hmm. If- well, and then let me just share this. A, a few weeks ago, we actually saw them for the first time in a while. And I will say there was nothing harbored. There was no bitterness, no anger, no unforgiveness. I mean, it was this place of peace mm-hmm. to see them, excitement to see them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they never knew. That was all on us. And you know what? I could feel that that shift in me. They didn't need to know it, but we knew it. Mm-hmm. And it, what an amazing experience to have. Mm-hmm. You know, l- can you just go through the the nine um, steps again, so people can just hear this. For those of you who are going through this, uh, man, take this, go back, listen again, listen again to each one of these nine. I just want to, Lisa, to just to give like an overview of each one, so you just know it. So maybe you want to write it down, um, so you just have it. So let's do that real quick, and then we'll finish up the show. So number one, do you believe that forgiveness is possible? 
It all starts with believing that this is a process that you can have in your life. Number two, decide to forgive. Number three, who do you need to forgive? Number four, expose your emotions toward this person. Number five, figure out the cost of these emotions. Number six, decide, do you want to forgive this person? Number seven, acknowledge what has gone on in their life. Number eight, acknowledge the standard that you have held them to. And number nine, begin to soften your heart. Yeah. All right, you guys, this is a big one. And yet, if you take the time to work through these, we're believing with you that there's going to be massive breakthrough. Because really, when you can release that unforgiveness and you can forgive somebody, especially your spouse, the emotional intimacy increases. The sexual intimacy increases. The financial intimacy increases. Everything that happens between the two of you increases for the positive, for the better. So please don't take this lightly. This isn't one of those where it's like, oh yeah, I think I don't. Man, if you think you are, just release it right now. Let's let it go and let's move on because there are much better things to come for you in your marriage. We love you guys so much. We are excited for what's ahead as we come into this end of this year. But today, today, right now, it's all about forgiving your spouse and those around you so you can unlock, unlock yourself to so much more. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we will catch you next week. Love you guys. 